Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What is going on, everybody? It is Wednesday, June 28th. Rick Uccino in for Sean Rossap tonight here on the Fightful YouTube channel as he is off in lovely England getting ready for money in the bank this weekend. So I am here to steer the ship. But don't worry, Sean will be in and out with a couple of messages here for you tonight. So you'll get to see his smiling face. Uh, joining me, the man who's usually here, Alex Pelowski. How are we doing? Good, sir. Ready to talk about some AEW Dynamite tonight. Yes. Um, uh, never has there been a more accurate uh, introduction of me than the man who's usually here. <laughs> that's based. That's all you got to do. No, like illustrious, like compliments. This is a guy you see every Wednesday for better or for worse. He's also here again. So that's all. That's all we need. Honestly, <laughs> I'm good. Let's let's motor into it. Let's do no it. No disrespect, man. But no, way. not at all. I totally yeah. get it. I I, I, I'm ready to rock and roll. We appreciate everybody who is in the chat. Uh, make sure, guys, to uh, get your super chats, get your uh, humper chats in. We will get to all of those throughout the entirety of the show today. We got Luis helping out uh, in the chat, so really, really appreciate him. Um, and, uh, yeah, just make sure to get those in. Like I said, we'll we'll run down through them as, as much as possible. Again, Sean off uh, today, but that does not mean that he is not working. He's got a lot of good stuff uh, coming out on Fightful Select while he is out in London, some major notes, any breaking news stories ahead of Money in the Bank this weekend. And he also broke some news earlier today about uh, some contract status for AEW. Fightful Select, guys, is just five bucks. Five bucks uh, helps out the staff here, and uh, you get all of uh, Sean's great, great work uh, right off the bat, right at your fingertips, right to your email. So make sure to do that. Without further ado, let's dive right into this show. We will just go top to bottom. Pack show tonight, and we started off with a bang here, Alex. John Moxley, Tomohiro Ishii, and these dudes picked up right where Forbidden Door left off. They just open up this bad boy, just trading blows back and forth. A slap fight that would make Dana White proud. 
Uh, you know, Claudio and Yuda are stalking Ishii on the outside, and that prompts your boy Eddie Kingston to come down, who was an absolute star of this show tonight. Yeah. And while the match is going on, the most interesting thing, honestly, as the match was great, but from a storyline perspective, I loved, Alex, how Claudio and Eddie did not break eye contact with one another while this entire match was going on. No, why would they? That's the, the only reason they're there is to do that. Um, it's this is great. Um, I uh, I really like this. This this did feel like Moxley was like, hey, you know who I didn't get a chance to work with enough during that ten man tag, <laughs> Ishii. Hey Tony, <laughs> can I have a singles match with Ishii? And Tony Khan's like, sure, John, whatever you want. That's what it felt like to me. And and they made up for lost time. That uh, it was great. Uh, beating the dog crap out of each other. Um, I, I loved watching it. And I also love, um, it's see like Eddie doesn't have a problem with John. They're, they're, right. they're brothers. He loves John. He just hates everything John has chosen to be. And I, I think that that's a, that's a, that's a wonderful way of looking at it. Like, listen, you're my brother and I love you. And I hate every single one of these mother effers you've chosen to associate with. And I, I, you're fine. Just yeah. don't get in my way when I pound them into the into the dirt. That's great. Good stuff. That, that, that was kind of like an underlying theme of the show tonight. It's like, hey, yeah. we're cool, but your friends suck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, That's a good point. it's like when you go to college, right? And you meet all your friends and then you try to intermingle your college yeah. friends with your high school friends and it no. never works. It's a never bad idea. Uh -uh. Doesn't, no. You're like two different people now. Like you got to be somebody different around your high school friends than you are with your college friends and yeah. it just never mixes and that's exactly what it was like tonight with yep. with eddie and moxley and then later on with uh hangman and the the dark order which we'll get to uh this matchup look hard hitting at one point you know they after all some bs on the outside these two get back into the match and they start trading forearms with each other then they're trading head butts mm -hmm. uh john moxley didn't get to bleed at forbidden door so he was like i am making sure i'm bleeding tonight damn it mm -hmm. uh and he got busted open from the forehead uh there and then we get a great series of false finishes where ishii kicks out of the paradigm shift he then kicks out of the death rider after moxley was slow to cover and then Mox has to pull a uh, play out of Seth Rollins' playbook. He hits the stomp, and then he hits the Death Rider again and finally keeps him down. And Eddie then, again, the storytelling here after the match is over, is applauding him. is saying, hey, look, good, good for you. You did it. You beat him by yourself. You don't need these guys. You right. don't. Let's let's ditch these guys at the ringside and go grab a beer. That's basically what Eddie's trying to do. He's trying to salvage his friendship as best yep. as he can. And kind of like what you said earlier, he doesn't want Mox to go down that road where he constantly feels like he has to lean on the Blackpool Combat Club. Right. And he's like, look, you don't need him. I just helped you prove it. You beat right. Ishii on your own. Good job. Right. I mean, we obviously, um, uh, the history between uh, Kingston and Claudio is far too uh, expansive to reiterate here and now. But we all know we all know the, the the backstory between the two of them. If you if you don't Google it, um, also um, I mean he's out now. Uh, but Danielson is a guy that Kingston's always hated because he's sanctimonious and thinks he's better than everybody else, and Kingston can't like that. Also Wheeler Yuta, you know he's a little pissant, and 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 he doesn't like that guy either. So it's a perfect combination of all of these guys that I, he just doesn't understand. 
why Mox could possibly be hanging out with these guys, doing all this stuff. So you don't, here's the thing, maybe you would hang out with them if you needed them to beat people in the ring, but you don't, you just yeah. proved it. So I'm proving my point here by being here at ringside to watch mm -hmm. you beat the guy one-on-one -on -one clean without their help. So can we please get back to just the two of us drinking beers and driving around town and throwing empty beer cans at stuff? Because I think that's pretty much what he'd like to be doing. Yeah. Look, he, he's, he hates the fact that Moxley's hanging out with these guys. He's like, he just wants his friend all to himself. And he's like, look, you don't need these dudes. Let's just go be the, the dudes. Look, Eddie doesn't have a ton of friends, right? Like, no, even when he picked no. Ishii to be his partner, he's like, I don't like this guy either, but I'll go to war with him. He doesn't like he, so he finally he has found like somebody. He's like a, a, a spurned lover, right? Like he he's found somebody that he likes. It yeah. doesn't happen often. And now it's been taken away from him and he That's absolutely great. hates it. And we get to the back. And after uh, we'll, we'll get back to what Renee did with MJF mm -hmm. and, and Adam Cole. But this was this was Renee's segment right here where yeah. Renee is backstage. John and and uh, Eddie are still arguing. And she goes full mom voice, like on both of them. Like it sounded like my wife yelling at our kids when she's finally had mm -hmm. enough of them making noise, mm -hmm. right? And just screaming and fighting over their toys. Yep. Uh, it was kind of hard to make out what each one of them were, were arguing about. But Eddie definitely reminding John that uh, at Forbidden Door, no one whooped his ass but Eddie. There were a lot of spots where Eddie saved John from an ass mm -hmm. beating. And he was yep. like, I wanted to point that out to you. It was just me and you who were fighting. Anybody yeah. else that tried to get in their way? Uh, Mox telling Eddie, uh, who cares about some uh, Chikara BS? Mm -hmm. yep. years ago. Actually, right. more like 20 years ago at this point, but, you know, time yeah. flies. And then yeah. Renee finally wedges herself in between there, separates them, and then screams at Eddie to take care of this because she's done with it. This was a great use of Renee Paquette tonight, and she – she nailed it. Like she yeah. absolutely nailed this role. It didn't come off forced. It sounded very natural. Like she's yelled at John before. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. The, the, uh, Oh, here's the thing. Like if you, if you are, if you are Renee and, and your husband comes home covered in his own blood and other people's every night. <laughs> and the one guy who is his, his best friend is Eddie Kingston. You wouldn't think maybe he's the best influence on 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 your on your husband. So her saying to Eddie, "You fix this because I'm done." Uh, you feel like she said that a few times. Um, yeah. But I absolutely love blurring the lines because it is it is a thing that I've been. I was like, man, it would be would be cool if they could figure out a way to get Renee to be to be a person as opposed to a fantastic backstage interviewer yes. and that's it because so many of the uh, of of the people we see on 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 wrestling television interviewing people backstage they might as well be just sentient wax figures mm -hmm. they don't have emotions or or even really characters please welcome my guest at this time how are you feeling about the match you just had like anybody could you could train a chimp to hold up cue cards that say those things sure so i love that they're actually delving into renee um being great at her job but also separate from that she is in the arena while all this is happening with her husband and her husband's friends and at some point 
she might have to get involved. I think that's a really cool thing. And the best part about it is Renee is sharp enough to make that delineation between her at work and her, the person really clear and, um, and, and, and to get across all the emotions she needs to. That was good. Look, I think AEW does a fantastic job of utilizing all of their employees to drive a storyline forward and make everybody a character and everybody matter. We've seen them do it with, with Aubrey Edwards. Uh, in fact, she just had wrestled her first match, right? There was a story involving Aubrey that led up to that. Uh, they use Renee, obviously. Um, there was another uh, example that I had that just uh, kind of uh, using Tony Schiavone uh, in the story with with Britt Baker when it, her rise was really starting to happen and utilizing his personality and his character. They do this with everybody. And it's something that I wish other companies would do is utilize those these people's talents as performers and say, hey, look, they are they yeah. these people do have personalities. They do have stories to tell and they mm -hmm. can help progress stuff forward, even though they're not. Yeah. in-ring performers they're not uh they're not competitors in that company we do have some right. uh some super chats and humper chats to get to just make sure to guys to to get those in we will read them all on the air uh as far as uh john moxley and uh ishi are concerned tonight tom lavalley uh says people have been wondering when mox would take a vacation this is his vacation this is mox relaxing man the guy's living his best life right now yeah. like there's, yeah. there's no there's no question about it. this is what this guy wants to be doing What's it gonna do to like go to some sandals resort and uh, like get some? No, this is this no. is his resort. I mean, he's gonna be his. I guarantee you, he's probably just cool, chilling on his patio in downtown Cincinnati when it's not you know smoky as hell outside, and drinking yeah. a non-alcoholic beer or three, and going to sleep. That's and then he's like, "Great, can I go back to work now?" Great, awesome, mm -hmm. cool. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's exactly what John is all about at the moment. Uh, yeah. let us see here. Uh, Jam Beard says, Hear me out. Blind tag tournament winners should be Mox and Eddie and have them face FTR at Wembley. Uh, this definitely seems to be Alex the can they coexist tournament, um, mm -hmm. that they have set up here so far, with maybe the exception of the team that Darby Allen's a part of that we found out tonight. But, uh, yeah. I it would be interesting to see Mox and, and Kingston try to tag and try to get together with that friendship kind of uh right. tethered a little bit here i don't i don't know how many teams are in this i haven't seen anything any hint of a bracket yeah. i don't know how long the tournament's supposed to last um i i think uh, frankly if it, if it culminated at wembley i would say the tournament is too long um because uh, that's a that's a long ass time from now um but uh i don't want all of the teams to be can they coexist teams yeah. Uh, I, I think it's it's fine to have one random like, hey, uh, Darby and OC have been teaming together anyway. That's a coincidence. Cool for them. You get one of those. You get maybe three. Can they coexist? These people are, are mortal enemies or whatever. And we'll see what this and everyone else should be. Hey, that'd be weird. Right. Like like, like Ray Phoenix and Lance Archer. Like, you have no idea how they work as a tag team. They don't have any animosity towards each other. They're not friends outside of this. Just putting two random dudes together and seeing if it catches fire, that's that's what I would like. I would like to find out, it, can, we, can we use this tournament to accidentally create a great tag team that sure. goes forward out of this tournament 
as a tag team, but that had no connection prior to this. There's an opportunity to do something really cool with this. I don't want it to just be like, hey, wouldn't it be funny? These guys don't like each other. Let's make them tag together. Like if yeah. you do that for the entire tournament, I just don't think it works. Yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree with you. Kind of almost like, I, I hate to use this as an example, but kind of like the fact that, you know, most of the women's tag teams in the WWE women's tag team title tournament were just kind of thrown together. Right. Yes. But this yeah. would actually make some sense. There's at least mm -hmm. a storyline angle to do it. Not just, Hey, here's two random people because we decided we need teams. So it's, if you could create a storyline and there's some organic chemistry that grows yeah. out of that. Yeah. 100%. Sure. Sign me up for that. Uh, again, guys, make sure to get uh, those uh, humper chats, super chats in. got some uh, overall thoughts. First off, Tom LaValle saying uh, Alex quote, I've been here the whole time and he yep. will continue yeah, to be that's, here. That's kind of the deal. Yeah. The, the whole time. Uh, uh, G bro cad saying uh, circle one, good job. Will or WTF Tony <laughs> for this show tonight. Cause, cause will gets all the, all the credit and sure. Tony gets all the blame. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there are spots in this show tonight where we'll say good job, will. And I'm sure yeah, there's yeah. Some mm -hmm. spots where we'll go. What the hell, Tony, you know, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Let's go back to uh, the segment that happened uh, before Renee broke up a fight between her husband and Eddie, and that was uh, MJF and Adam Cole both arriving backstage at the same time. And boy, MJF, when he turns on the I'm clearly being fake nice voice, it's just absolutely hilarious. It's and he really comes good, out man. like he first off, the, the car almost hits Renee. It stopped way too short, but I get what they were going for there. Yeah. He gets out of the car and he congratulates Adam Cole on being sick at Forbidden Door and wishes he would have thought of that. Brilliant. Love yep. that line. Just like, hey, yeah, good job, buddy. Yeah, you were sick, right? Awesome. Great. I wish I would have thought of that. And then he invites Cole to hang out with him over the weekend so they can kind of get to know each other ahead of this uh, Blind Eliminator tournament. And surprisingly and somewhat begrudgingly, Adam Cole agrees. Um I think almost out of curiosity, like Adam Cole knows there's going to be some buffoonery, some shenanigans here, but this is almost too good of an opportunity to kind of pass up just to see what Max has up his sleeve. Um, yes. I, yeah, this is all great. Um, him being overly chummy, overly yeah. chummy. MJF is disconcerting, but, but he does it. He just does it so well. Um, I, I loved uh, a uh, calling Adam Cole bro. Chacho was great. Mm -hmm. Also, um, the 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 merch better than you, Bebe, that he gets he gets to reveal to everybody. That was, was so wonderful. Um, this was this was all. I was like, um, he's like, hey man, he's like first of all, don't touch me. No boundaries. Mm -hmm. Boundaries are cool. I like boundaries. Who doesn't like boundaries? And then he touches him again. He's like, what did I say? Sorry, man. Bad memory. Bad memory. Like it happened, <laughs> it happened two seconds before. He was so good. Um, I think all of this uh, is excellent. You're right. Uh, Adam Cole just trying to figure out what MJF's up to. Now, here's the thing about what they're doing with this MJF and Adam Cole deal. It feels the way that they're portraying it on screen right now. Like this is a, um, holy crap, we won our first round match. This might work kind of a deal. And they get to the finals where the whole thing implodes. Yeah. Like that, that kind of a, that, that might be what they're going for here. Um, and I think that, uh, Adam Cole and MJF are, are talented enough to pull off all the parts of, 
hey, this guy's not so bad. We're actually winning this thing. Oh, my God, we might become tag champs. What was I thinking? You're a piece of crap and I hate you. And the whole thing comes tumbling down. They're, they're, they're good enough to portray all of those things when they need to. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they win this, honestly. But without seeing all of the teams, mm -hmm. I, I would say they're my favorite right now. But I, right. without seeing the whole bracket, it's hard to say. It is. I, I, I'll say this. I don't want them to win it. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't like, I don't like the 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 top title being um, like get having a a, a, tie, a tag title match that I feel like there's no chance that they'll win. Sure, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind them losing in the finals because that that they that carries the momentum of this of this program through the tournament. But whoever wins the the tournament, I think, should be that team that I was talking about that like accidentally two guys who had nothing, no, 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 no animosity, but also no affection for each other, but through the tournament become that actually work together in the finals. And I don't think they would go on and beat FTR, but they might, but you know, who's definitely not beating FTR MJF and Adam Cole. I just yeah. don't think that's the thing they're going to do. So um, I, I don't want them to win it, but I think there's a chance you might be right, and I think they might actually do it, but I don't want them to. Another super chat here from uh, Bizarro Big L. Tonight wasn't action heavy. The setups were so satisfying. Swerve in our glory versus OC and Darby, and now I'm finding out I'm going to blood and guts. Good for you. Uh, do you guys think it'll be five on five, and if so, who joins? And he also says, can the Bengals take Corey Graves as a thanks for Ogan Joby? No take backs. Ah. Uh, Anybody can hop on the Bengals bandwagon as far as I'm concerned, but uh, I do wish we still had Larry Joby. I hate the fact that that guy left town. Uh, but regardless, uh, I do think it'll be five on five. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Kenny's involved with it. We did get that uh, video package saying Kenny would be back, so they were definitely teasing that he and Osprey are going to do a third one, which, of course, they were anyway. Uh, so that's coming up uh, down the line, maybe at Wembley. I I'm not sure when they're going to do it, but Osprey definitely said, hey, whenever you want to, to settle this, I, I got the perfect place to do it. So that's coming down the pike. But I think five on five makes the most sense now with Eddie getting involved. Um, you know, you got. Uh, 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 oh, I can't think of his name now. Brain fart. Takeshna? Anyway. Yes, thank you, Takeshna. You have all those guys uh, that can get involved with that as well. So uh, that that's definitely it's got to be five on five for sure. Yeah, I uh, the only thing that that makes me uh, question that is Danielson's obvious yeah, uninvolvement. Yep. So they there's there's the 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 three members of BCC plus Takeshita. That's four. A fifth one would be Danielson. So it would be um, you know Hangman, the Young Bucks, and uh, and Eddie. That's four. Right. You could easily add Kenny to that, but then you got to find a fifth guy for for BCC. Not saying they couldn't find one. Sure. I think they could easily find one, but I'm wondering who that would be. I'm hoping it's five on five because the, because the bad guys having to find a fifth dude who then joins the team permanently is something that would be that would add a lot of intrigue to the whole thing for me. One hundred percent, guys. Again, make sure to get uh, your your humper chats in and your super chats in. Uh, we'll get to all of them throughout the day. But first things first, our good friend Sean Rossap is here with a message for you guys. I've long sang the praises of athleticgreens.com slash Fightful, specifically AG1. Vitamins and minerals, pre and probiotics to help keep you from getting sick, that phytonutrient blend, the digestive support, 
that regulates your digestive system, the immunity support, the adaptogens, plus that energy and metabolic support. I'm going to tell you how it's affected me personally. Uh, my digestion is way better with AG1 through athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. I don't get sick nearly as much. I got those pre and probiotics, that immunity support. I take a lot less caffeine throughout the day because I've got that energy and metabolic support. Uh, my, my metabolism has increased and improved tenfold since using AG1. And as I always say, you want to be drinking your multivitamin. Right now, you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free travel packs when you go to athleticgreens.com slash Fightful and get AG1. Uh, Whether I'm at home or on the road, one scoop or one pouch, eight ounces of water, drink it, you're good. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Thank you so much, Sean. So very well done. Good for you. Thank you for chiming in from uh, from England. Another super chat here from uh, Roy Zhang saying, I think there's a great story uh, here where MJF figures out that he does not have to defend the title if he continues on in the tournament with Cole, while Cole figures out that they need to be eliminated first before he can get a rematch. So if they keep finding a way to win where Adam Cole wants him to lose, but MJF, as long as he's occupied in the tournament, doesn't have to defend the you know the triple mm-hmm. B. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, and that'd be a lot of fun to watch play out as well. I, I do too. I think that could, that could be a lot of fun where Cole is actively trying to lose a match that MJF is trying his damnedest to win. I think is is really fun stuff. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Britt Baker was ruled out tonight. We were supposed to get a quarterfinal matchup between her and Ruby, uh, but uh, makes total sense. She yeah. uh, Adam Cole missed. Forbidden mm-hmm. Door because he was sick. So now whatever illness that was, Britt has. Uh, so they were announced that they pushed that match off until uh, next week. Ruby was in action tonight. We'll get to that match and her awesome promo uh, a little later on. The next match was a, uh, a a trios match that was set up in such an Orange Cassidy way uh, before the show tonight where he is challenged to this six man and he's like, oh, I guess I need to find some partners. And he li- literally just ask the first two dudes he sees in the locker room that happened to be no, Keith st- Lee. <laughs> and so good. It's so good because because it's it's he's like uh hey you want to do it and Keith Lee's like yeah I'll do it and then like and then Tony's like well that's one you need two and Keith Lee steps out of frame and just behind him mm-hmm. hidden entirely by Keith Lee is Vikingo which of course he is and they just do the thumbs up thing and yeah. now they're now they're in the group together great yep cool done let's do it uh, Vikingo uh, starts running circles around everybody uh, early on in this match. Then we get the little bit there where Orange steals uh, Angelo's new comb. Daniel Garcia takes it back. We get some massive uh, we want Keith Lee chance while uh, Menard and Cool Hand Anger delivering some heat on Vikingo. Lee finally gets into this match and he just starts swatting dudes like flies. But Alex, there was this really cool spot where you know, he, he's doing the, the wrestling position, Keith Lee is, and then Daniel Garcia just jumps on his back and starts doing his little his little hip thrust dance there yep. before Keith Lee's like, dude, F no, this, and he just starts grabbing him and ragdolling him around. He, ju- he just stood up with the man standing on his back. Um, it reminded me of those videos you see uh, with, like, a, a rhino with, like, birds just partying on top of him, and the rhino yeah. couldn't care less. That's, ba- that's basically uh, what that was. Um, uh, Keith Lee's, um, is, is great. I love that, that, um, they gave him the shine here. Let him get him get the victory. Um, it was a fun, this is the thing. This is the kind of thing I'm talking about of guys who 
to have no connection to each other, but let's see how they work together as a team. These three dudes you you could not have possibly guessed would be the three guys in this match. Sure. Um, and and it's it worked out really great for both of them. I I I, I thought that that there was a, a spot that got messy uh between Keith Lee and Vikingo on the outside. Yeah. Keith Lee saved really, his ass. Keith Lee saved his ass and also saved the spot by reacting to it the way he should have by having taken a, a kick to the head during it as opposed to just ca- uh, catching him outright. But um there there's one of those things like well, these guys had never worked together. Right. If they were, if this was a tournament and they won this match, the next time they try and do something like that, they'll have a better connection. You can tell those stories in tournaments like this. Yeah, and then Keith Lee, what he did afterwards. So, you know, Vikingo goes for the big flip on the outside, which is a spot where you hit multiple people. He kind of shortchanges it a little bit, or Keith Lee was a little far away. Either way, the, the placing was off, and he's about to just land straight on the ground, and Keith Lee grabs him basically by the knees and, and keeps this man upright and then took the kick off the head and sold it like, what the hell's going on? Right. He grabs him like he's got a powerbomb him, like he's pissed off at him. But then he just starts swinging him around like a weapon and start, and takes out 2.0, mm-hmm. right, and yeah. then drops them, and it's then good. chucks him on top of the – on top of the turnbuckle, little yep. slip, but whatever. And then he does the big moonsault off of, off of that and takes out Matt and uh, and Angie. And it was it turned uh, again a mess, but nobody panicked, and they just went to the next spot, and it and it worked out uh, honestly beautifully. Yep. And then uh, Keith Lee ends up getting the win after hitting a a supernova on Daddy Magic. So uh, this all worked really really well. Uh, I think yeah. this was a good. Not a lot of action from Orange Cassidy tonight, but the guy's been working so damn much. You know, mm-hmm. great way to get him on TV, but also get him a little bit of a break. Yeah, no, I, I'm, uh, I've been ready for for OC to have that story that ends his reign. I thought it was Swerve. I mean, it may still end up being Swerve, but um, I think, I think, I think OC has done the Lord's work here. Yes, you don't. You don't yeah. need- keep doing this buddy it's like 30 defenses at this point so uh, and he's been champion for a really long time it's he can he can give that up to somebody else and go and do something else um i'm not saying i want him off tv i'm just saying that at some point like a little a little change up uh in this particular uh, uh the life of this particular title wouldn't be uh, unwelcome from me at all yeah, it, it kind of feels like as his matches progress and his title defenses progress, he gets more beat up and mm-hmm. the wins get more fluky. And I think that's going to lead until he goes up against some super monster like Miro. And yeah. then Miro just decimates him inside of two minutes. And then he's like, yeah. he goes back. I would love a spot where he gets absolutely destroyed by Miro. He yeah. goes backstage. He's interviewed by Renee and Renee asked him if he wants a rematch. And he just goes, no, no. and no. <laughs> it just walks the hell off. No, <laughs> absolutely no. not. I, I'm done. Uh-uh. I do not uh-uh. want that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so just good stuff all around. Uh, then again, as we talked about, it's that high school friends, college friends situation. Uh, oh, sorry, excuse me. Before I move on to the next thing, do have some super chats here. Want to make sure I get to those. It's only my second show, guys, here. Yeah. I'm trying my best to, to keep course. everything no, no, straight. You're doing, you're doing great. I appreciate it. Uh, Jordan Cooper says, the year is 2048. After 79 trios, 32 eight-mans, 14 battle royals, and five tag runs, Swerve and Lee finally have their singles match on a time-shifted BOTB 138. It ends in a non-finish, and TK says we're only in the third chapter. Um, 
I, I, I see the people's uh, problem with them. I, they're not, they're losing the first round match, guys. Oh, o- OC, OC and, and Darby are winning that match. They're losing sure. the first round match because they can't get along. It is, this is the, can they coexist? No, they no. can't. We know and, they can't. And the animosity that will force them to lose this match is the thing. Finally, I have to believe this. I trust in Will Washington. I have to believe this is this match needs to be the thing that reignites that feud so that that final big time singles match that lasts 22 minutes and they finally do something really big with this uh, thing that becomes an urgent necessity as opposed to a we got all these other things we're doing. No, 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 no. I don't care what else is happening next week. I want him in that ring. If I have to go through everybody in the back, I'm doing it, Tony. I want that. That's 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 the kind of thing that needs to come out of this. Now, I reserve the right, if that isn't what comes out of this, to be as angry as everybody else is about (laughs) their their now they have another tag run together. I think that they dropped the ball on the original feud. It goes back a long time, like eight months. That they, that they, we thought they were gonna, we, we thought they were gonna have their big, big time match. Like at, at uh, was it full year? Winner is winners coming. Something back in 2022, and they kept putting it off, and then it got cold, and then Swerve shows up again with these, with these two guys who can't wrestle, and the whole thing falls apart again. And now Swerve has the the right guys behind him in the embassy. It's perfect, and they're still not getting to it. Maybe what they feel is that they've got to have like like this kind of a thing to make the match a, a needed thing. And if and if that is what happens, and we get the match out of it, then it'll be maybe it'll be one of those things of it was worth the wait. But I understand. I'm as frustrated as I wanted this thing to kick off back in like September. Like I, I mean. I, I, they, this so goes I they've been working with each other for a year at least at this yeah. point because they got together as a tag team they had several opportunities if memory serves correct to win the belts and they didn't because they were yeah. doing that whole we can't get on the same page thing yeah. then they surprisingly win the tag team titles they get a decent run with them they beat the acclaimed at right. all out in right. September, the first week in September yep. where I was there, that, that whole arena wanted the Acclaim to win. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks later, the Acclaim win in the rematch, and right. that's what started the downward spot. So we're talking end of September, October. It's been when this split long. happened. We are coming up on almost like a year's not that far off from where right. this yeah. whole because they were never really on the same page. So they've been bickering with each other even yep. when they were tag team partners for close to a year now yeah. uh, at this point. Uh, another super chat from uh, Jambeard says, uh, also at Wembley, do Orange Cassidy versus Zack Sabre Jr. versus Shibata in a triple threat. Winner takes all match under pure rules. Winner becomes the triple crown champion. Um, I don't know if they'll do winner take all, but uh, that, that definitely seems like a match that would happen at Wembley for sure, especially after what we saw at Forbidden Door. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um it does feel like some something like this might, might happen at Wembley. I um I like the idea of of it being for multiple belts under under uh, pure rules because pure rules are interesting to me. Um, I don't I don't 
I really don't. I really hope Orange isn't still the champion in two months. Like that's that's a yeah. long reign with a lot of defenses. Just just have him do one of those, like, hey Renee, uh, I thought I'd just go out there tonight and have an open challenge. What the hell? And the guy who answers it is Miro, and it's over. Like, yeah, done. You know what? Easy, easy thing to do. Done. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So again, uh, the theme of the night is don't mix college friends with your high school friends. And we get uh, the Hung Bucks backstage. They are issuing, speaking of which, an open challenge. And it is accepted by the Dark Order. Now, this is interesting because they are extremely pissed off, Alex, that Hangman just stopped hanging out with him and stopped calling him and stopped conversing with them altogether uh, to go back to hanging out with uh, with the Elite. And they accept uh, this open challenge. So this is something that's kind of been, you know, laying in the weeds maybe has been uh carried on in some of the uh online stuff uh bte and things like that now they're bringing it back full circle here uh to television and i i don't mind this whatsoever because again there is that interesting dynamic of the uh, dark order was a were the ones that carried adam page right. through his dark period and and gave him his confidence back and got him uh, to the aew world championship and now all of a sudden his old buddies needed some help and he runs off and forgets them and leaves them behind and they are justifiably angry about it yeah um i i i know there was a a, a very uh, large uh, portion of the aew fan base that like needed this resolved you yeah. know, like needed this addressed. This whole thing needed it, and I, I, I'm glad they did it. I didn't need it to be addressed at this point yet, but I'm glad they did it. Uh, I think it was handled well. Uh, I like Hangman not wanting to yeah. punch at punch punch his friends, but um, but having to after like Evil Uno basically forced his hand. Um, uh, I thought this was uh, well done. All the storytelling was good. The, the young bucks wondering why he just wouldn't beat the crap out of Alex Reynolds. Um, I, I thought all this was, was handled really well. I liked um, uh, Adam page realizing, well, like if I don't actively try to beat John silver, he's going to pin me. Like he's a yeah. really good wrestler and I sure. can't just stand here and go like, I don't want to be in the ring with you, Johnny. Like he's, <laughs> he's got to actually do it, you know? So I thought that, um, that heel dark order um, is, could be really interesting now. Like that they're, their bitterness at the whole hangman page thing turns all of them sour against everything. Sure. Um, I, I'm, I'm in, I'm in on it. Um, I thought the match was good. Uh, some good spots, fun stuff. Uh, hangman page getting the, the victory with, with the, with the buckshot was really good, but, um, but they, they, they really took the time to tell the full story of you abandoned us. Sure. And we are, we are actively, in this moment, abandoning you to your fate. You abandoned us. If you hadn't, maybe we'd be in there trying to save you from this from a guy with a screwdriver. Yeah. But instead, we're we're, we're content with letting you bleed out in that ring. Where they leave? That was a really really good storytelling moment here. Yeah. Can I play devil's advocate and say I totally get uh, why what what happened with Hangman Adam Page? Mm -hmm. Anybody who's an adult. Anybody who's an adult with young children, right, knows how sure. easy it is to all of a sudden you look down at your phone and realize, oh, shit, I haven't texted my best friend in like three yeah. months. I should probably yeah. see, you should probably see what's going on with it him. Happens. It happens. I don't work with that that person, mm -hmm. you know, but I have definitely had moments where I'm like, yeah. 
well, I haven't texted Brett in a while. Let's see yeah. what's going on in his life. Hey, you want to get together this week? No? Okay. How is October sound? Because yeah. you're an adult. You're busy. You got shit going on. So I'll play devil's yeah. advocate there. Hangman's been a busy guy. He's been a busy guy at work. He's been a busy guy at home. I'll look at both sides of this story and go, all right, I can see. But at the same time, I get Dark Order side of this. And there were two stars in this match to me. One was Adam Page showing his um, confliction early on. He didn't want to wrestle Johnny Hungy. He wanted to try to talk to him, and he wasn't having any of that. He walks away from Alex Reynolds, who, who's on the floor. And then the other guy here was, was Evil Uno, who was wrestling pure character where he is just mad. He is wrestling mad. He's wrestling angry. He's wrestling aggressive. And it was finally him who hauled off and slapped Hangman right across the face. Mm -hmm. And that's what really got Hangman into the match and actually started wrestling. And it wasn't until the end there where you saw him just a little bit more conflicted about taking out, uh, you know, Reynolds one final time. And ultimately he ends up uh, pinning Johnny Hungy after the, uh, um, after the buckshot lariat, but there were some great spots. The dark order does that really cool combo. The insiguri into the cutter into the German suplex roll up pin that they do. It's, it's so flawless when they do it. It's great. There were some really, really fun spots. I love the storytelling. And then yes, we, we finally get the conclusion uh, of this three part storyline here between, you know, what's going on with Moxley and Eddie Kingston and the elite BCC almost said BBC BCC swar swarms the ring there they again the screwdriver comes into play Moxley is stabbing hangman and then just the stone cold F you you made your decision dark order leaves yep. so well done Eddie Kingston comes down to try to make the save and I loved this Claudio literally squashes this man like he yeah takes him down, puts him on the mat. He puts mm -hmm. a chair on his throat while Wheeler Yuta locks in an arm bar. Just yeah. some cold, cold stuff uh, that we see there. And then, yes, uh, John Moxley issues the challenge uh, July 19th, TD Gardens in Boston, Massachusetts, blood and guts. Uh, so that's going down. We know that that has been um, – That's this is what they have been building toward uh, for a while here. Uh, some super chats. Tony Miller says, uh, Eddie actually can't be there. He is in the G1. Uh, on that date, Jam Beard saying the same thing. Uh, Eddie is going to be busy July 19th, G1 against Evil. Um, maybe, just maybe, uh, this was the injury angle here with uh, perhaps with to, keep, if, to keep him off. If if so, that's a that's a that's a really poor uh, uh, scheduling. Like, yeah, Eddie needs to be in this match. Sure, like 100. He was he, he was in he was in the last one um the blood and guts uh where he was what he was teaming with claudio because that was the only option he had he needed to he needed to get back at chris jericho and the only way he could do it was by by swallowing his pride gritting his teeth and teaming with claudio now a year later he has to he gets to get in the ring against claudio he gets in that in the ring he gets to stand across from his his best friend his brother john moxley and and he has to inflict horrible pain and suffering and damage on his best friend and brother, John Moxley. If a scheduling conflict that, that AEW has known about for a while now prevents yeah. that level of that kind of storytelling in this match, that's just, that's just a giant yeah, book the match another night. Like what are we doing? Yeah. That, that, you yeah. shouldn't do that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think Eddie will be there. I did like Mox turning his back. 
when Eddie was getting his butt whooped because he he hates the fact that Eddie is a part of this and he yeah. has to inflict pain on Eddie. And there's that's what I want to see at Blood and Guts is a spot where it is literally Team BCC going up against Eddie Kingston and they have him tied up in the ropes and they're they want Moxley to finish him and he won't do it. I think that yeah. that could be a good culmination to that uh, and what may ultimately uh, win that match in the elite's favor is giving them uh, the the opening there. Uh, again, guys, we're going to continue to take uh, Humper Chats and Super Chats throughout the entirety of the show. Uh, Rick Uchino, by the way, for those who are joining late, in for Sean Rossap. You can catch me on the regular, by the way, for Fightful on uh, the Collision post shows uh, Saturday night uh, with Cresta and Iridian uh, at uh, 1010 uh, and uh, quite the collision uh, that they got set up uh, for this coming Saturday. We'll talk about the rundown coming up here. Uh, in a little bit, Alex Palowski uh, here as well as always the man who is always here on uh, always here. the man who is always here. Yep, that's uh, right. Alex. And uh, we we get we cut back to the back after we get a great hype package for the uh, the Owen Hart uh, tournament. Mm-hmm. The uh, next three really matches. Good. I loved all the promos from those guys. Uh, three great matchups that they got set up uh, for yeah. this Saturday. They're all going down this Saturday. Yeah. Um, MJF comes back to the back because we see Adam Cole and Roderick Strong who are talking by the car saying, hey, you know, you can't trust this guy. Right. And he's like, yeah, I know. But, uh, you know, whatever. I kind of we'll see. I'm just going to play along here a little bit. And he starts to say, hey, hey, basically calling out the wrestling trope for what it is. What if he watches this back? We're on camera right now. And MJF just comes in and first up says, hey, what's up, generic white guy? And, <laughs> and then he's this dude. Why the heck are you having me wait around for? What? There's nothing worse than than wrestling than yeah. actually coming to a wrestling show. This place, yeah, I know. Get the hell out of here. It's great. Like, yeah, he ain't watching this. Yeah, bad. yeah, we're good. No, we're good. no, yeah. I, the the generic white guy thing uh, popped me. It was excellent. Also, I want to point this out. I've been thinking about this during the entire show. If if somebody was like had to like describe to like a police sketch artist. <laughs> Okay, it's a white guy wearing glasses with like a reddish goatee and a baseball cap. Two different sketch artists would create two different pictures, and that is us right now. We could not be further apart from each other, but also all of the things that I just mentioned. <laughs> and I think that's great. <laughs> oh, damn. Jesus. I, man, how did I not even see it until right now? There you go. <laughs> that second. That is good stuff. There you go. Uh, one more uh, super chat I missed on the uh, Hung Bucks uh, real quick segment. Uh, it says Dark Order. Jambeard says Dark Order are the bad guys here. Uh, instead of being happy for uh, Hanger for repairing broken long-term friendships, they act like uh, jealous whiners. And that's part of it. Jealousy. It's part of it. Sure. It's human nature. It's human nature. All right? It doesn't make us bad people. It just makes us human. That's part of it. That's part of what makes the storyline relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, that, that's, that's, that's the kind of thing you may not be able to, you, you may not agree with what the bad guys are doing, but you should be able to see it from their perspective. Sure. That That's what makes a really good back bad guys. You'll go like, I, I don't think you're handling the right way, but I totally see where you're coming from. Like those are the best bad guys. Yeah. Like, trust me, I didn't agree with the way that he, he went about it, but I mean, right. Thanos was right about a lot of things. Just, I'm just throwing that out there. Just throwing right. that out there. All right. All right. So we get we get Jack Perry coming out. This is his mm-hmm. first 
big shining moment as the big bad heel after you know he loses his second world title match in less than a month uh losing it to uh, a man's secondary move he takes out a hook at forbidden door he actually comes out to tarzan boy but tells him to cut it says the audience has has ruined that song for him and we're never going to hear it again uh sean rossap actually reported this earlier on the day on fightful select again just five dollars uh make sure to subscribe uh, if uh, if you if you're able to because it, trust me it is worth it it's the best five dollars you can ever spend as a wrestling fan but uh sean earlier today reported that uh, tarzan boy was going away makes a ton of sense you're not going to have a big badass heel coming down with everybody waving their arms up in the air, you know, getting all hyped up. It's, it's a total babyface song. So if, if this evolution of whatever this character is going to become mm -hmm. for Jack Perry needed to go, I'm fine with it. Although I am going to miss it uh, for sure. But uh, he gets in the ring and he is he is very aggressive here. He tells uh, Canada that they are stuck with wildfires. While he is cashing fat checks and is banging Anna Jay. I did not uh, appreciate the no. language necessarily that he used there. Sure. So I'm not going to repeat it. Uh, but he continues to, to run his mouth about Hook, about how the entire world turned against him. And he says the next time that he sees the fraud, he calls Hook a fraud, uh, he is going to kick the ever-loving and then Hook's music hits. Mm-hmm. Jack runs for his life out of the ring, true chicken shit heel fashion here. So that's going to be part of his character. And uh, literally, Hook chases him out of the building. He has to dive headfirst into an SUV that takes off. Um, there were some things to like here. There were some things not to like here. I think this is a character that is going to develop. I think mm -hmm. it's something that Jack is going to have to find and figure out what it is. Uh, sometimes it came off a bit generic. Sometimes I think it went a, felt a little too unnecessary, went a little too far. Uh, I think this is something that is, it, it's hard to grade. I'm going to grade it incomplete because I think it's yeah. going to take some time for him to kind of find that groove. Um, it's definitely something he's going to work. It's going to work his way into. Um, uh, and I want to believe it's, he's intentionally kind of lost. Like, he knows he's supposed to be the bad guy and he's the bad guy. Right. And you, you all, you all turned on me. Everyone turned on me. I didn't turn on Hulk. Everyone turned on me. Everyone likes my song. Well, I don't like you. So if you like my song, then no more, no more of this song. And he's, <laughs> he's trying to be the bad. He's like the, the, the idea of like, I'm, I'm this cool, bad guy. I'm going to say that I'm that, my girlfriend who I love very much is a B world and I'm, and I'm, I'm bagging her. And yeah. it, it felt like he was trying to put on this thing. He may have actually been trying to put this on because he doesn't know how to play a bad guy. But I love the idea that all of the, um, the, the lessons that he took from Christian yeah, he, like he can go now. It's the perfect opportunity after he loses to Hook, because I think they're going to have him lose to Hook. Yeah, at least, at least in the first match, he goes to Christian and says, "Everything you taught me, I I didn't pay attention to it. I didn't understand. Now I understand. Will you please, you know?" And Christian will be all too happy 
to welcome back, back. his now evil Sith Padawan yes. and mold him with the help of the giant dinosaur. <laughs> like them reuniting as evil Jurassic Express under the tutelage of Christian with that TNT title being used, however they're going to really end up using it, sure. is a really interesting way of, of, of getting this. And maybe um, uh, that helps in storyline, helps him find his footing as the bad guy, is getting a little bit more of that of that Christian into it. I, I think it would be, I, honestly, if now that he's a bad guy, they don't have him interact with Christian, I think it's a missed opportunity. They really need to do it because of because of this whole thing of like Christian was trying to get him to be this and he wasn't ready yet. And now he is. And that's a really cool thing they could do. Yeah, they they put him with Christian initially as a way to kind of elevate him, I think, in the eyes of, you know, the fan base. Oh, Christian, you know, Hall of Famer, former world champion, sees something in this guy. Let's, you know, again, that that Jedi Padawan type relationship. Now, I think for the next development of Jack Perry, the, the human being and the performer yeah. is to learn how to be a heel underneath Christian, who's one of the best heels in the business. Hell, when yeah. on collision, when Luchasaurus won the TNT championship and Christian just ran and grabbed the belt and held it up in the corner of the ring like I did it. I won. I'm the TNT mm -hmm. champion. And he didn't yeah. do anything but hit Wardlow with the camera that right. allowed Luchasaurus. It's top level stuff. It's top level stuff. It, it, Christian mm -hmm. knows how to get the heat to garner the reaction, and he yeah. has mastered those promos. And I think that's where Jack was trying with the language tonight because right. Christian knows how to cross the line, but yeah. but make it work and make it hit. Tonight, yeah. yeah, it felt like Jack was trying to cross the line. It was a little bit forced. I'm sure he got permission to use that line or at least got an okay, or at least I hope mm -hmm. he would. Um, but it, it didn't hit. It didn't hit for me, and I know it didn't hit for for a lot of people uh, online, uh, and and justifiably so. But I think that would work. I think you're right. Going with Christian is probably the best way to go. Hell, he dressed a lot like Christian uh, tonight for sure. Outside of just, yeah. I don't know if he had a turtleneck on, and that's what uh, Ricardo mm -hmm. L. Uh, Notorio says in the uh, super chat here. He said Jack passed Christian's heel 101 course. Um, I think he's still taking it right now. I wouldn't say he's passed it, but he's taking it. Mm -hmm. He was trying to go there, but I mean, if it's a pass fail course, I think you got to <laughs> give him a pass. Sure, okay. but 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 you know, a C minus is a passing grade. Yeah, you know, like so I, I'm. I listen. I I believe in his potential, and I'd like <laughs> to see some improvement throughout the semester. Yeah, but at the end. I, I want to see that average raised up to a B plus a minus. Okay. Yeah. There and look, as far as like going with Christian, I agree with you. It makes sense. And it's an, it's probably the smart Avenue to go, but there's also a part of me that would like to see Jack Perry just become something completely different. And I liked doc, uh, doc Mueller from bleacher report. I liked his idea of Jack coming out kind of like, you know, looking like his dad did in 90210 sure. right with the the white t-shirt and the jeans and the leather jacket cut his hair down right his mm -hmm. slick back and is just you know i i think what he said was hollywood jack perry is get yeah. the jungle boy crap out of there completely sure. forget everything you know about me we're gonna take oh, yeah. this down and i'm just gonna be a schmarmy hollywood right prick. and i kind of thought that's where he was going where he's like hey look mm -hmm. i'm cutting fat checks and i got a beautiful girlfriend so that kind of seemed like an avenue they yeah. were going down 
And maybe that's that's a fork in the road. They can either go to Christian or they can kind of go that way. I think they have some options. Yeah. But I think for the betterment of the long term of Jack Perry, I think still working with Christian would help him out. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, guys, again, uh, make sure to get in uh, your your super chats and humper chats. We're going to get through uh, all of them uh, throughout the uh, entirety of the show. Uh, Tom Lavalley uh, with one says, give Jack Perry the 90210 theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, might work. Honestly, that's not bad. I am curious to see what his new theme is going to be, whether it's going right, to be kind of a licensed song or whether they uh, they yeah. have something created for him. But uh, yeah, it, it's. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with him moving forward. I think this was a a first step. I don't know if I'm going to call it a good first step, but it was a first step. And it's going to be something that needs uh, some development uh, as we continue forward. So uh, Ruby Soho gets a match tonight again as uh, Britt Baker was scratched due to illness. And she goes up against uh, Alexia Nicole, a Canadian and the uh, hometown hero. Did she even get an offensive move in? I don't think so. Uh, This Mm -hmm. was a, a full on squash match i love the gamesmanship yeah. from ruby here where she she wins she could have won the match at any point but she made sure to put the lock jaw in and, yeah. and get the 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 win there with Britt baker's finish uh those two are going to be meeting next year uh and then poor uh or next next year next week god i hope it's not next year uh, no problem they'll probably also be meeting next year like yeah, this, probably, this yeah. outcasts versus homegrown thing is probably going until christmas so like yeah. you know, maybe maybe they'll stretch it out until uh until next year Until as well. Next year too. Uh, poor Alexia ends up getting spray painted. Uh, I hope uh, they. Re- I hope that stuff washes out of her gear because uh, <laughs> that stuff ain't cheap. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so th- this was all just. It felt like kind of filler right there. The match lasted two minutes. It was like crap, last minute thing. But what really made it was Ruby grabbing the mic and cutting the promo that yeah. she did. Um, you know recalling last year where these two met in the finals mm-hmm. and i know a lot of people were mad that Britt baker won uh the owen hart last year i remember this because they thought that she didn't need it right like yeah, she didn't, no, need, she it. didn't she, need it she was a huge superstar always the biggest star uh in the women's division at that point and this was a win that ruby desperately desperately needed and she mm-hmm. didn't get it um and she's like, look, you told me last year you didn't know who I was. I did, but I love who I am now compared to who I was then. Uh, look, you're going to be the favorite heading in, but this crowd, what do you got? They, Yeah, they're your fans, but they shit on you online every chance you get, you know, even if yeah. they sneeze on you, which, you know, she was speaking some truth there. There's some people who love to call Brit out on literally anything and everything that she does. Uh, she she craps on Canada for, for being a dirty place and getting Brit sick. Uh, but then the cold line of I hope her and Cole never have kids because those are going to be some weak little bastards. That one really kind of hit with me. And then she says next week, she's going to leave Brit with absolutely nothing. Uh, as she says, the outcasts have just continued to take uh, everything from, from Brit and her cohorts and they're going to start next and they're going to continue. The next step is, is Ruby getting the win over Brit Baker. And I think she absolutely should. She absolutely should win next week. This oh, this is the moment. Yeah. This is this should be Ruby's tournament to win. I love Soraya coming back and looking as like the big leader of this mm-hmm. this group, and this is the star, and I'm going to put myself over. But all of a sudden, you got Tony, who is the AEW Women's Champion, mm-hmm. and the Ruby Soho, who wins the Owen Hart. Mm-hmm. I think that makes the outcasts this whole thing, which has been hit or miss, mm-hmm. makes it a success right there. Um, oh, she's absolutely going to the finals. Um, they're not, 
they're not going to have Brit win and face Sky Blue in the in the semis. That's not a thing they're going to do. Right. Um, so Ruby's winning this match, um, and she's likely beating Sky in in the semis. Almost likely. I, I mean, I think we're getting the. We never really got a, a resolution to like Ruby and Willow were were teaming and doing stuff. They were in that really cool street fight together. Yeah. Um, and we never really got our real blow off when Ruby decided to turn evil. Uh, I think we get that in the finals here. Um, I, I think there's a very good chance that Ruby wins the whole thing. I think it's also possible. She loses in the finals two years in a row, just once as a face and once as a heel. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, they might, they might have Willow win it, but um, I think that this is, yeah, sorry, not to cut you off, but here's the other Mm. thing. Athena hasn't lost a one-on-one match since all out. Right. She's riding a massive win streak. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the finals is sky blue versus Athena and neither yeah. Willow or Ruby make it to the finals. Right. Um, that, that very well may be the case. Um, I, I feel like you can have Athena lose a match to Willow. Cause they had that amazing match in ROH a few months ago where it was, you know, neck and neck until Athena won. If her title's on the line and Willow beats her, with you know, not not handily, but it, whoops, I caught you, and I won this match. And Athena can uh, Athena can use that loss that her mm. it, title wasn't on the line to drive her even crazier and more yeah. make her more vicious. There's something you honestly the the two options are only Willow versus Ruby and Sky Blue versus Athena. Those are the only two options. I like that there's a possibility of both being in the finals. But that should be um, a, a lot of uh, a lot of fun there, uh, and the and the and the promo was excellent. Ruby's always been really good on the mic, yes. um, and uh, and I think that this was this made a lot of sense. It came from a real, a very real place, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching uh, the heel beat the baby face uh, next week because it it makes it makes sense. It's yeah. good for Ruby because I I mean I'm always going to root for Ruby just personally. I think she's a wonderful person. And uh, and I, I I root for her uh, no matter what. So, yeah. Uh, shit, look, and this is no knock on Tony or, or Soraya, but Ruby's the best talker in that group. Oh, and by by yeah. far. They they need to let her talk more. Yeah. Um, super chat here from Brent Luckman. Uh, Nicole is really solid. Didn't get a chance to show it here. Sadly, uh, her matches are all over uh, YouTube and are worth a look up. I'll have to check that out. Um, you know it. it it is a great opportunity for, you know, for these enhancement talents, call them what right. they are, you know, try out. I like it. That's one of the things that I did like about, you know, dark and elevation is it gave a chance for some of these people to come in and kind of really show what they can do. Uh, Nicole did not get a whole lot to work with here tonight. Um, I think there was a spot early on where she was getting beat down where for a second there, she kind of forgot to sell uh, just mm-hmm. a little bit, but you know, just you, you live and learn in those situations. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure she's great. And I, I, I will try to go uh, and check. Well, I mean, earlier like. today they were promoting Brit and Ruby yeah, on, so their, on their very last, this minute. was very last minute. So they found, they found somebody they knew wasn't going to just crap the bed on national television and sure. put her in there with Ruby. And you know she did her job. That, yeah, one hundred percent commendable. Jo- jobbing <laughs> is, is not necessarily uh, a pejorative if you are literally doing the job they hired you to do. Correct, and that's good. Good for her. Yes. Uh, another uh, super chat here from Meet Normus. Love that name. 
Uh, hello, Rick and Alex. FYI, smoked some baby back ribs, some sausage, uh, some grilled corn tonight. Meat loves all y'all and this episode of Dynamite. Man. We love you too, Meat. Uh, I want some baby back ribs and some sausage. You, you can keep the corn, but I'll, I'll take give me all the meat <laughs> I'll, I'll go I'll, i can go for some grilled corn i'm not a big boiled corn guy but i'll, I'll do the yeah grill. if it's man if it's if it's on the grill it's cooked in the husk oh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's that's some good eating right there yeah our, our good friend uh sean rossap wants to pop back in for just a real real quick second here uh another special message for you guys here is your sex life stuck in developmental well get ready for a call up with BlueChew.com and the code FIFL. Same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but how about this? No awkward in-person visits, no trips to the pharmacy. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. But let me tell you, your package is not going to be discreet when you use Blue Chew and the code Fightful. Helps to give you that confidence, that performance to take you straight to the main event, if you know what I'm saying. When approved online by one of our physicians, it just arrives straight to your door. You're not going to have people nosing around with what you're doing. And right now, you get your first shipment free when you use the code FIGHTFUL. Go straight to the top, if you know what I mean. Memorable performance, high spot, you know, whatever other innuendos you can think of, bluechew.com and the code FIGHTFUL. Thank you so much, Sean. Really appreciate that. Uh, guys, continue to get uh, your Super Chats and your Humper Chats and Got uh, one more here uh, on the uh, Women's Own Heart before uh, we uh, we move on. Uh, Anime Otaku 2. Sorry, I really hope I said that correctly. Athena winning the Owen would be a great chance to use his I'd like to thank no one but myself line uh, from the uh, from the Slammies. That's, uh, that's a pretty good call there. I like that. Fun. Yeah, that would be mm-hmm. good. Uh, we got a uh, a backstage segment here, Alex. QT Marshall, Johnny TV, and Harley Cameron promo for QTV, uh, setting up a match uh, on Rampage between Matt Hardy and uh, Isaiah Cassidy. What did what do you what do you think of of Johnny TV now that he is uh, here, he is around, and he's going to be around for a while? Um, I, I'm listen. I'm, I'm I was a there was no bigger fan on the on the planet. I maintain in 2014 um, of Johnny Mundo than myself. Uh, I loved what he was doing uh, on Lucha Underground in the mid-teens. So such great work. I've been a, a bit of a uh, fan of uh, Morrison for his entire career. Johnny TV, his newest, his newest um, iteration. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna poo-poo it yet. Honestly, I feel like this is the perfect guy to be slumming around with QTV. Like it's the perfect dude. Like he's, he's Hollywood. He's all this kind of thing. It it feels so much more natural, like a natural fit to me, him and Q and, and QT Marshall, Harley Cameron, Aaron Solo, that whole thing. It's so much more of a natural fit than Will Hobbs being put in there. Like Will Hobbs is a, is this, this, he's a force of nature who needs no one but himself. He'll come out to the ring. He'll smash a dude. He'll pick up his paycheck and demand better competition. That's who Will Hobbs has always been to me. Like this is the right guy to be with with the with the TNC sure. knockoff. This is the right guy. I think this has some really good stuff. Yeah, it's got a chance to to work. It's not my cup of tea yet, but it could grow on me. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to give it a chance. I think part of me wanted if, if Johnny was gonna come in to pair him up with with Taya, and maybe that's something that they'll do right. you know, down the line. Plenty of time to get sure. there. 
yeah. um, you know, just like they did, you know, then it's like they've worked with, with Brit and, and Adam, you know, here or there, you know, and I think they will get there, but uh, it's yeah. not my cup of tea yet, but I'll, I'll keep giving it a shot. Uh, like I said, they, they announced a pretty, uh, pretty good uh, lineup for uh, collision uh, this coming uh, Saturday. We're getting all three of the Owen Hart uh, quarterfinals, Roddy versus Joe juice versus Ricky Hobbs versus Dustin MJF. Uh, is going to be making his first appearance, which I'm going to assume means we're going to find out what he and Adam Cole have been up to on Saturday. So that mm-hmm, should be a go. whole lot of fun. And then Chris Statlander will be defending her TBS championship against uh, Lady Frost. So <laughs> That'll be good. Uh, that will be That'll very, be good. very good. Um, I love Chris Statlander. Uh, I had a chance to talk to her uh, about two weeks ago, and she told me flat out, hey, look, I'm willing to go anywhere and everywhere that Tony wants me to go so if he wants me to be a part of collision i'm all for it so this will be her collision debut uh showing up so i'm looking forward to watching her uh in action on saturday let's get to the main events alex sting and darby versus the pain maker and sammy in a tornado tag match and this thing went off the rails um or off the ladder, I guess I should say. It starts out with a bat sword fight uh, between Jericho and Sting. Uh, there was a really cool spot there where Darby gets thrown into the steel steps and flips head over heels and ends up going over the barricade and landing on his feet. Uh, but the spot of the match, for better or worse, um, Darby sets up a ladder in the middle of the ring after they have already set up the double tables and laid Sammy on top of them. And Sammy goes all the way up to the top. Like he's going to do his crazy loco. I'm going to dive through the tables and, you know, just take Sammy out of the, or excuse me, pull a Sammy, right. Doing the crazy stuff and dive off and take him out, cough and drop whatever he was going to do. But then sting climbs up the ladder and says, no, 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 no. I got this. Now he doesn't go all the way up to the top of the ladder. He goes, I think, about three steps down from the top of the ladder and does a splash. He should have gone at least one step higher because he shortchanged it just a little bit. He got enough to get Sammy through the first table, but I couldn't tell what he hit on the replay, but he busted his mouth on something, whether it was Sammy's knee or the other table. You just immediately saw him clench his fist to his mouth and Aubrey comes over and she's checking on him. Um, look, I commend sting for being a crazy MFer, and his career is it's not on the back nine. It's on the 18th green at this point. Right. And he's just going to keep doing what he wants to do until the wheels fall off or he decides it's the right time to go away. So maybe he thought this is one good chance to get one last crazy dive in. I commend him for doing it at his age. Should have gone one step higher. Uh, but man, look, he got there. Just if it was one table, he would have been fine. It was two, and he ends up busting his mouth open here. But uh, absolutely crazy spot that uh, kind of stole the show in this match, anyway. Um, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm good on the pain maker. I'm. Uh, <laughs> we don't need to do that ever again. Uh, we, we, we. I was good on the pain maker the last time they did it. Uh it's it's ridiculous. Like you're not facing Chris Jericho. You face the pain maker. I'm like, no, you're. I'm. I'm not facing Chris Jericho. I'm facing Chris Jericho in a stupid little hat 
and 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 some sharpie on his face. This is dumb, Chris. It's always been dumb. It's never been a cool thing. You're the only person who thinks it's cool. I guess maybe that's the point because yeah, this whole thing being ironic was, or something. When he was being interviewed by Renee, and he's like, "I'm gonna go to a dark place, Sting. Deep down gonna, inside myself, I'm gonna put that white makeup in the dirt, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bloody you, Sting. Tell him, Sammy." And Sammy's like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> he, he, he had nothing to say about it because he also thinks it's stupid. Um, uh, like t- speaking of stupid, Sting, <laughs> you are. An old man, and I respect the hell out of you, but I don't need to see you break your hip on national television. When he was like, I was like, no, 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 Darby, you don't do it. I'm gonna do it. Darby, tell your dad that he needs to sit this one out because he's gonna really hurt himself. Yeah. Um. Uh, I uh, listen. That, that was a crazy spot. Him getting up and and actually finishing the match after that. Yeah. And was he insane. was he was bloodied. You could see it. He you know, bloody in his mouth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was crazy. This match, I'm sure, uh, for a lot of people, like this was a train wreck. I loved it. Fine, I I just it's just it was it wasn't what I what I wanted out of this. I'm thankful again that what we get is at a major pay per view show we have Jericho losing and then immediately saying this ain't over. I want to <laughs> fight you on dynamite and then he loses again and goes okay now it's over. So that's fine. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Now, now we can move on from this. Everyone gets to go off and do their own thing. Darby uh, and 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 OC are probably going to go deep in this tournament. Good, good for them. Uh, but the painmaker thing is objectively dumb, and I, I think, I think Jericho's in on it and knows it's objectively dumb. But if he doesn't, that's a very sad thing. Yeah, but either way, he's one hundred percent committed. Like even going back to that promo where where Sammy had nothing to say, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, Jericho's face deadpan <laughs> didn't crack didn't do nothing no nope. just kept nope. going right on with yeah. his promo yeah. like all right back to me yeah. got it no yeah. problem dynamite drop in money that broadcasting <laughs> school is really paying off uh but you know we get i really did like the finish to this match right so like sting comes sure. in there and he's bloodied up but he's able to finish we get a nice little back and forth between him first off he throws jericho into the ladder and jericho gets way too close to that and he gets busted open so they're both bloodied and, and bleeding. And there was a, a spot where you actually thought Jericho was going to win this damn thing. When he had the oh, he had the walls of Jericho locked in and Sting had to grab the bat to get off of yep. him. And then he hits the code breaker out of the corner where he's going for the splash. And he thought maybe that would be it. He ends up kicking out of the Scorpion death drop. But thankfully, Sting locks in the Scorpion death lock and Jericho taps because Sammy was out of commission and Darby was out of commission by that point. So it was just those two going one-on-one and I did agree with Jericho what he said in his promo where it just felt right that this was finally happening on TBS sure with with Tony Schiavone on commentary like there was some poetry to that actually happening because it should have happened 20 years ago but yes it did it should have happened 20 years ago and I'm it it was awesome it was good it was on TBS I get all that point but then the idea but but that's why I gotta be this incarnation I only decided to start doing when i was in japan was didn't didn't he wrestle didn't he wrestle a match as the Lionheart yeah, version that, of yeah. himself yeah he re- which this would have been the perfect time to do it because when he did that, that. Wasn't, it, wasn't it against hooventude i think it was didn't against hooventude yeah it was hooventude yeah. versus the Lionheart. so do sting versus Lionheart. 
there you go. Sting versus Lionheart. That's the thing you do. Don't go Sting versus the Painmaker. Ah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. It was fine. I did like the finish, and I love that Tony is just going to let Sting stay undefeated until maybe yeah. that's maybe that's the retirement angle. He's like, hey, when I lose, I'm out, yeah, no, I'm, and they'll and find done. somebody he can put Perhaps. over, yeah. and 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 that'll be it. But uh, apparently, after Dynamite, uh, Sting said that he knocked a tooth out. That's oh, what happened. Lovely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so that makes a that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, because yeah. he was he was bleeding pretty good there. So, oh well, get yourself a good dentist. Maybe Britt can fix you up when she's healthy, and uh, yeah. everything will be uh, be Something good, good there. Good. One final super chat uh, from Meet Normus. Here's another small uh, sack of monies for you two swordloin sobs. Uh, this is the only post uh, show of a show I watch live, other than uh, pay per view and uh, premium live events. And then he says, "Go Ravens." Well. You know, I like you, Meet Normus. You're not perfect, but nobody is. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. I'm not Nobody's perfect. perfect. Hopefully, I did a good enough no. job here tonight filling in for uh, Sean Ross. Right. Alex, uh, any final thoughts? Anything to promote for the fine folks? Um, you can uh, find me uh, over at uh, FIFA Select um, um, Fridays, doing a watch along a rampage, talking about SmackDown. Uh, and uh, some Saturdays, I'll do a, a collision post show over there as well um and monday's uh post raw on five select with the great uh miss kate fabe kate elizabeth mm-hmm. tuesday's post nxt right here on this show wednesday's right back here doing this so the man who's always i'm here. all i'm the man who's always <laughs> here uh guys you can follow me on twitter at rick uccino that is spelled r-i-c-k-u-c-c H-I-N-O. That is the perfect one-stop shop for everywhere that I am, which is way too many places. Uh, wrote a really lengthy article this week for CagesideSeats.com about why L.A. Knight, yeah, uh, should win money in the bank this week. Uh, recently talked to uh, uh, both Chris Statlander uh, and um, who else did I talk to? Can't remember. It's really late. Anyway, I got a ton of interviews up on my YouTube channel, which is the Believe uh, in pro wrestling podcast channel. All right. That is spelled B L E A V uh, live streams every Tuesday with my buddy SP three, which you guys know who you guys know from uh Fightful select uh, he, me and him every Tuesday, 2 PM Eastern standard time. We do a live stream uh, covering all the big stories in professional wrestling. Uh, all my exclusive interviews are there. And actually we have a money in the bank, a prediction show, as well as uh, talked a little bit about forbidden door as well that we did this week with our special guest. Kate Elizabeth from Fightful Select, who uh, Alex just talked about. So if you guys could uh, check out that channel. uh, And uh, Zoe Stark, that's who it was. That's the other person I recently talked to. So I got Chris Statlander and Zoe Stark up there right now. Those are my most uh, recent uh, uh, interview chats that you guys can check out. And uh, if you like what you see, please uh, subscribe to the channel. That would would be awesome. Me and SB3 would greatly appreciate it. Other than that, uh, the next time you guys are going to see me is Saturday, 10-10, with Cresta and Iridian recapping what looks like a hell of a uh, collision card for AEW. So until then, for Alex, Rick Uccino, Sean Rossap should be back next week. Again, subscribe to Fightful Select, guys. It's only five bucks, and I guarantee you Sean's going to have some really good stuff coming out of London this weekend. Uh, Take care. Enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, if I don't see you guys on Saturday, happy 4th of July, everybody.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.